Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Open up your Bibles, if you would, to Genesis chapter 40. Tonight, we are going to be continuing in our spiritual fitness. And let me tell you, there, there, I can't say that this is you know, something I believe in more than some other part of the Bible or than some other principle or than some other opportunity we find in God's word. But I can assuredly you know, report to you that this is a subject and what we will cover tonight and what we cover in, these particular, uh, uh, in, in this particular series is something I am very passionate about. I believe with all of my heart that this works, that it will make you spiritually fit, it will spiritually strengthen you, that the principles that we will talk about in these few weeks that we're looking at, the life of Joseph, these principles will change your life and keep changing your life just as much as a treadmill and exercise and, and weights and, 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 a, and a regimen of physical exercise, just as much as a regimen of physical exercise will make you physically stronger, more physically capable, more able to endure difficult things, able to pick up heavier weights and bear heavier burdens, able to help other people. Do you know uh, the, the other night here, uh, uh, I, I guess probably, I don't know, three weeks ago or so, I was coming back from Houston one evening and uh, I, I don't, did, did I tell you guys about this? I don't know if I told you or not, but I was coming back from Houston one evening and, and uh, 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 with my grandson, I went and picked him up at the airport. He flew in from Seattle uh, just a few Sundays ago. It was, it was two Sundays ago, I believe, two Sunday nights ago or so. And I, 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 we were coming along I-10 and we got along exit, uh, I don't know, right there about uh, uh, Mont Bellevue, 146, somewhere in there. And I saw up in front of me a great cloud, you know, it's dust and everything. And so uh, I looked and through the dust, I could see that, that two cars had hit a wreck and, then, and one was flipping and, and, and one ended up on its side and, and they, they, it looked really, really, really bad. Down a little hill off, of, off the embankment, off that uh, you know, overpass and it looked really bad. And so uh, I, I said to my grandson, call 911. I hit my flashers and hit my four wheel drive and I just took off down through the, through the uh, uh, ditch and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and stopped in the, in, in the middle of the ditch with my flashers and opened up and ran over and, uh, you know, uh, the car was on its side. I, I, I began, you know, trying to kick the windshield out, but I realized that the people who were in the car uh, weren't necessarily going to get to be able to get, and, and smoke was coming out. I thought it was about to catch on fire uh, because smoke was coming. Uh, the, the other two people got out, of, got out of a van that was wrecked severely, two guys, and they were kind of addled, but uh, I, I said, come over and help, and they, 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 they come over, and, and uh, uh, one guy was thrown out of the car, and his head was under the pickup, and I could see his head. It was, it was, it was laying on his head. The truck was, and so, uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't know what else to do, so uh, it was smoking, and it looked like, you know, it, was, it was, might just blow up at any moment. It was, your, was my imagination, so, you know, we, uh, I, I said, let's, let's, let's get this off of this guy if we can, and so we began to pick the pickup up, 
and, and, and straining and straining and straining and pulling and everything. And, and uh, uh, we eased it up a little bit, and, 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 and the guy moved just a little bit. And uh, I thought, gosh, but he, he was uh, uh, rather large, and, and so it couldn't throw him all the way out the window. He was stuck in the window, but his, his head, uh, the pickup was on him, on him and on his head. So it ended up that, that another person stopped, and then when, a, when a, a second person stopped, there was five of us. And I, I said, just you know, one, two, three, one, two two, three, go. And we picked the pickup up and rolled it back over. And, and, uh, I went around the other side and, and, uh, you know, uh, pulled the front door open and, and, uh, pulled two people out and got them away and pulled the back door open and, and, uh, pulled another, uh, two people out who were in the back seat. None of them were wearing seatbelts. And, and a third person, uh, who had been thrown out of the car, he was rather addled. He was about 14 years old or so. And, and, uh, uh he was cut up and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, but, you know, it looked like the vehicle was about to, uh, ignite and there wasn't much, you know, I mean, needed to get him out and, you know, uh, so I, I pulled and pulled and pulled around and, and you know, as, as gently as I could without, you know, uh, you know, just just imagining that it was going to, you know, help and and ended up getting him out and he fell on me. And uh, I, you know, just on my back pulled and pulled and pulled and got him out and laid him down and, you know, uh, began to check him out and everything. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, some more people were stopping and and uh, uh, it ended up that it, you know, the vehicle did not catch on fire, uh, but uh, but uh, you know he probably you know possibly would not have made it under that vehicle very much longer. And uh, you know I was thinking while I was picking up on that truck, you know I don't know if you noticed, but for a couple of weeks I had to nurse a little injury uh, from strain because I, you know, along with you know those other people just did everything I could to get that vehicle up. And indeed, we turned it back over. And we turned it over, you know, up, um, up a, little, a little incline. You know, it was not an easy thing. But I imagined while I was straining and trying to do it, I imagined what it would be like to have such physical strength that I could have done that on my own. And I thought, man, you know, I should have been working out. I should have been, you know, I, I wish... You know, because I, I couldn't get it off by myself of him, and I, I couldn't get it off when there was three of us, and I couldn't get it off when there was four of us. And Henry, I was giving it everything I had, so much so that, you know, I couldn't lift my arm up for a few days. Thank you. Jeff gave me a sling that I could wear for a little while. I came back and went to, went to a home group. Um, and, uh, but, you know, but with five of us, we were able to. What would it be like to, to actually to have been strong enough that I could have gotten off of, gotten off of him earlier? You know, uh, bless his heart, you know, and, and, and his mother was, you know, um, quite alarmed in the front seat because, because she could look into the back seat and see that, you know, her son had been thrown partially out and the vehicle was on top of him and he, he was having a lot of difficulty at that moment. And so, uh, you know, and, you know, the ambulance arrived, you know, uh, a few minutes later and, you know, and. When the ambulance arrived and they got, uh, they, they uh, took over, I got in the car and drove home, you know, and, uh, but I kept thinking, man, wouldn't it have been great just to have been real strong? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great to be real strong? Man, you ever think about that? You ever think about being strong enough to, to pick up something that, that, I mean, nobody else could pick up? 
You ever imagine that? I do. Especially in situations like that. And, uh, you know, man. I should have been exercising more, Carlton. I don't know if you can exercise. Yeah, I think, you know, probably. I have a couple of friends I think could have turned over by themselves. You know. But wouldn't it be great, perhaps even greater in many respects, to be so spiritually strong that you could lift a life-threatening burden off of someone else. To be so spiritually strong that should an emergency call for it, you would know and have great confidence that you could do this. You could affect whatever was needed to be able to, to just, you know, get it off of him. Wow. You see, it does make a difference. How physically fit we are makes a difference, not only to us, but to other people, evidently, at times. Being spiritually fit makes a difference as well to us and to other people. It makes a difference, especially in the emergency moments of life, especially in the moments when you may not know that, that all of a sudden something's coming and, 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 and you or someone else may need some help that may require something a little more than what you were prepared for. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not telling you some story that doesn't happen. I'm telling you about the disciples who, who when, 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 when a man brought, brought his son to the disciples and said, you know, can you help my son? They tried and they tried and they tried and they tried and they could not. And yet when he turned to Jesus, Jesus helped him and, and the disciples said, why couldn't we do it? He said, well, you know, basically you just weren't quite strong enough, but you could have been. Wow. I believe with all of my heart and I'm passionate about the principles that we're talking about. Especially if I had to pick any of the principles, I would pick the first three principles we talked about, okay? Tonight, we're in week number five. So tonight, you know, we're, we're already uh, down to uh, number 12, number four, uh, 13, 14, and 15. Okay? But the first three principles that we talked about, let me just quickly hit you again with them. Dream. Imagine a better day. That's what God did to Joseph when Joseph was a young boy. God helped Joseph to imagine a greater day, to imagine a better day. What would a better day look like? You see, his day was not good. He, he, he didn't uh, have a whole lot to look forward to in his future nor in his tomorrow. David, little David. David on the backside of the desert with, with, with you know, tending a few sheep. His brothers didn't think any about him and his, uh, much about him. And his dad didn't even invite him to the party where the prophet was going to pick a king. I mean, he wasn't well thought of, but God thought well of him. And God had Samuel anoint him to be king. I mean, there's a dream for you that a prophet, the most renowned prophet in the world, Samuel, is going to tell you, you are going to be king of Israel to a little shepherd boy. 
And then David begins to go through so many difficulties. And the only thing he has to hold on to is the dream. The only thing he has to hold on to is the prophecy. The only thing that he has to hold on to is what the man of God said about him and his future. That's all, that's all he has to hold on to. But that dream carries him through difficulty after difficulty, circumstance after situation, not failing to continue to believe in a better day, a day that only God can make, a day that God is not, you know, has, has not seen yet. And it carries David as it carries Joseph through difficulty after difficulty. The apostle Paul would tell Timothy, he would say, Timothy, now the apostle Paul is just about to, to, to die. He's, he's, he's about to, you know, um, Uh, have his head cut off. He's in Rome, he's in prison. And he says, Timothy, I don't have very much longer to live. And so let me tell you some things that are very important for your future. And we read these as as the pastoral epistles speaking to us as, 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 as children of God. Paul would write to Timothy and say, Timothy, remember the prophecies, the words, that have been spoken over you. Remember the prophecies that have gone on before you. Remember those things that God has spoken to you. Remember the dreams and the, and, and, and the better day hopes and the vision that God has given you. Remember the prophecies that have gone on before you. And he said that you might by those words war a good warfare. What does he mean? He means that when life comes to challenge you, that you would remember that God gave you a glimpse of a better day. God gave you a hope of a better future. God gave you a dream of something that you have not yet experienced. There's some hope alive on the inside of you. And and, and that's what, 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 what is so powerful about getting close to God is that God will tell you, he'll always tell you no matter what you ask him, he'll, he'll always tell you, listen, it's going to be okay. I've got it. I'm gonna make all things work together for good to those who love me and those who are called according to my purpose. He will. We haven't seen the end yet. We don't see. God sees the end. God has always felt like it was going to be okay. God has always felt like he could handle it. We live in our moment. We live in our year. We live in our decade. We live in our lifetime. We live in our generation. God sees the end from the beginning, and God knows what he has for us. Our eyes have not seen, our ear is not heard, neither has there entered into any man's heart those things which God has prepared for those who love him. Wow, but the Bible says he has revealed them to his servants. What does that mean? That means that God gives us glimpses of glory, glimpses of a better day, hope of a future that's better than the past, better than the present. Dreaming, how important it is to dream of a better day. How important it is to have hope of something that, that God's gonna do. And then to find that his word supports that, to find scriptures and 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 to build the strength of the scriptures so that you can take the word of God and help to fashion and tweak that dream. And you can begin to believe in God's word. Because the apostle Paul told Timothy, don't forget the prophecies that have gone on before you, that you might by them war a good warfare. But he didn't stop there. 
He said, you can use them in the bad times, in the hard times, in the difficult times. Just like David, no doubt, used the fact that he was going to be king in the very difficult times of his life. Just like Joseph, when he was in a pit, he was in a prison. He used the fact that God had given him a dream. God had given him hope. He had seen something. He had hoped something. There was something on the inside of him that was still alive. He wouldn't let it die. He just needed to work with God, give God time, give God opportunity. That's what David needed to do, give God time, give God opportunity. That's what Paul told Timothy to do, give God time give God opportunity, but don't let the dream die. He said, remember those words that have gone on before you, which were spoken over you so that you by them might war a good warfare. But he didn't end there. He said, which some, some people having put away their dreams have made shipwreck. Some people have forgotten that God has a plan for their life and they've made shipwreck. Some people have, have, have run their ship aground. Some people can no longer uh, sail to the dream because they have shipwrecked. Why did they shipwreck? Because they forgot the dream that God gave them. They let go of the hope of the future. They, they, they found themselves in a dark place, a dungeon, a pit, a prison. They found themselves running from Saul. They found themselves in a cave in Engedi. They found themselves in a place called Ziklag. They found themselves without hope. And they lost sight of the dream. And he said that causes people to make shipwreck. You know how many times people make shipwreck? Because they lose the hope that they started the race with. They lose the vision. They lose the dream. They lose that, and, and all of a sudden, they are attacked by their feelings. They are attacked by, by circumstances, situations. They're attacked by the voices of the enemy, and they just quit. They give up. They run aground, or, or, or worse yet, they make it worse. Let me encourage you, these, you know, there's nothing in the Bible I believe more in than God having a plan for our life and a better day for us. There's nothing that I believe more in than that. That's what salvation is all about, to deliver me from where I am to a place where he is. It may be a journey but let me tell you, we cannot lose sight. We cannot lose hope. We cannot lose contact with the fact that God is for us. He's not against us, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me, even in the presence of my enemy. Wow. I can't lose sight of the fact that yes, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. God always causes me to triumph. He always causes me to have victory in Christ Jesus. Man, those are good scriptures. Those are scriptures you can build a life on. Those are scriptures you can build a hope on. They're scriptures you can build a dream on. There's scriptures that you can build tomorrow on. Don't lose sight of the dream. Don't lose sight of all of the word of God that supports the dream. And then never allow the devil to shut your mouth about your dream. The Bible says, the prophet Isaiah said, keep not silent. Lift up the highway. Gather out the stones. Prepare ye a path for the people. How? With your mouth. Your mouth sets your course. You can bring hope. You can bring despair to other people with just your words. You can make people mad. You can make people glad with just your words. 
You can speak life. You can speak death with just your words. It's so important that we buy into the fact that God is trying to make us spiritually strong so that the devil cannot win against us. Upon this rock, I will build my church so that the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Wow. You see, he's trying to make us stronger. And not one of us is going to get it 100% right but we really ought to work on it. And working on it means that we have to continue to add to our life, stretch ourselves. And that when difficult times come and bad times come or, or, or trial or, or trouble or tribulation or disappointment or tragedy comes, that we look beyond that. Just like Jesus did, he looked beyond the cross, the Bible says. He despised the shame, but he looked beyond the cross for the joy that was set before him. So he endured the cross, the Bible says, and much of life is us enduring, whether your name is King David or whether your name is is, is, is Joseph who became the, the, the absolute leader of the whole known world, second only to Pharaoh, David. King David, who doesn't know King David? That little shepherd boy. Do you know how many little shepherd boys there were in Israel in that day? King David was but one of them in obscurity. But yet we know his name because God gave him a dream and David refused to give up on the dream. He refused to compromise his life. He refused to quit whenever the going got tough. He just got tougher, kept trusting in God. He wasn't perfect by any means, but he knew that God was not looking for a perfect person. God was looking for somebody that had a heart after God. And when he fell down, he would get up and brush himself off and he would say, here I am, God, let's try it again. Do in me, Lord, whatever you can do in me. If you can use me, use me if you can fix me fix me lord but here i am i'm yours and he would do that every time he failed every time he was delivered to a tragedy every time something happened in his life that he could not control every time he found himself whether it was somebody taking his wife away from him whether it was somebody that that that, that came to, to 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 divide his family even his own son trying to kill him you know him losing a, a another son and 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 just absolutely, they thought he was going to lose it all. But he washed his face and stood up and said, here I am, God. I know. Like Job said, my Redeemer liveth. And though worms might destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and on the earth again he shall stand. Wow. What a declaration from a man who had lost more than I've ever owned. Wow. What a declaration that God is God, and I am dust. From dust I came and to dust I shall return. The Lord giveth, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. Wow, my goodness. Well, that's good preaching, isn't it? I believe this. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about God being our victory. 
And if he can find someone that just won't quit, if he can find somebody to just give him a chance, if he can find somebody that'll say, Lord, you know, I mean, despite our imperfections, come on, you know, David. Do you know God not only knew what David had done, he knew what David was doing and what David would do, and God still found David someone he wanted to have a relationship with. Why? Because God's grace is absolutely unfathomable. His mercy is never ending. Wow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, I didn't get to my scripture tonight. Not probably. Oh, I can't do it justice. Let's turn turn to Psalms 23. The Lord is good, amen? His mercy endures forever. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. The Bible says in Psalms 103, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. The Bible says that even if the Lord was angry with you, again, Psalms 103, even if the Lord was angry with you, he would not keep his anger forever. Isn't that good? I love that. That even if I made God mad, he wouldn't stay mad at me. That's what it says. Wow, I like that. Psalms 23 says this. Well, I'm in Proverbs 23. Let me get over to Psalms 23 because that, that didn't make any sense when I looked at it. As far as where I was, what I thought I was fixing to say. Psalms 23. Psalm 23 begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. What a comforting thought. That the Lord considers himself, the Greek word poimen. It means someone who is literally a shepherd over sheep. Someone who cares for his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. (laughs) What does that mean? That means that I'm... I. I am a sheep in the pasture of almighty God. I mean, he, he, he had some pretty good fields. He had some pretty good food, some pretty good streams of water. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Look what he does in verse 3. He restores my soul. I know about you because I'm just like you. And my soul has needed restoring so many times in my life. My soul has needed refreshing. My soul, the psalmist would say later, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. (laughs) Wow. You know, when you can't do anything else, you can put your hope in God. Even when you... When you don't know how he can do it, and when you don't know when he might do it, when, 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 when sometimes it looks like nothing's going to change, you can put your hope in God. Don't be downcast because he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Let's not forget why he's doing this. We are his children. Yea, verse 4 says, though I walk through 
not around, and Lord, just don't get me out of this, Lord. But you know, many times our prayer needs to be exactly where we are. God, take me through. Lord, don't just, you know, get me out. Take me through, Lord. Take me through. Be with me every step of the way. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I get so close to death, it casts its shadow upon me. I will fear no evil. You know, Psalms says in Psalms 91 that no evil shall befall me and no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Though a thousand may fall at my side, yea, 10,000 at my right side, yet it shall not come near me. Wow. You see, no evil can touch me. The devil has no claim to me. The devil has no claim upon you. The devil does not have a right to claim you. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, you do not have to fear evil. For you are with me. (laughs) You know, I'm so glad God has been with me through everything that I've gone through. He's with you in everything you are going through, in everything you will ever face. God will be with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Wow. God is always more than enough. Surely, Verse six concludes, surely, that's a certainty. You know what that word surely means in the Hebrew? If we were to go back and get it at its very root, you know what it means? It means surely. (laughs) Just like all these other words in the Bible mean. You don't have to have a doctorate in theology to know that surely means surely. Surely goodness and mercy. Oh, I like that. Wow. Did I forget five? No, I didn't. Goodness and mercy. Do you know God makes sure that goodness and mercy are going to follow me? He said, goodness, mercy, you follow them all the days of their life. You make sure they continue to find goodness. You make sure that they continue to receive mercy all the days of my life. Do you know how long that's going to be, Dennis? I'm going to live forever. I'm a born-again child of God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. That guarantees me that I will never die. Never die. Oh, I might get out of this earth suit one day, and I know that I will, and I'll step over into a, a, an eternal existence, an immortal existence, but I'm never going to die. And goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, throughout eternity. And I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. Wow. Forever. Won't you stand to your feet? Well, at least we gave time for the youth and the children to have their activities. But uh, we talked about tonight how important it is to dream and how important it is, no matter who your name is, to hold on to the glimpses of, of good things that you once hoped for. Once you hoped. Once you imagined. You see, God puts seeds in our life. And God doesn't forget. Would you dare to share your dream with someone else? Would you dare to share your hope with someone else? Even if you're having trouble believing it yourself. The Bible talks to us about the power of our words. You know, go to the scriptures. Find your comfort, your strength there. And begin to speak it. Begin to tell other people, you know, Tell yourself what God's going to do in your life. The Lord is going to help me. The Lord is going to protect me. The Lord is going to deliver me. The Lord is going to secure me. The Lord is going to bless my family. The Lord is going to reach out to my children. The Lord is going to cover my grandchildren. The Lord is going to help me in my job. The Lord is going to promote me. The Lord is going to make sure I get mercy. The Lord is going to make sure that I have the grace to endure. The Lord is going to help me in this situation, that circumstance. The Lord is going to. That's who we have to depend on. Begin to speak that. And watch your faith grow. That's the way it works. Okay. God, Lord, help us, sir. Revisit us, Lord, with our dreams, Lord, and the dreams you have for us, God. Lord, I pray, sir, that, that Lord, you would just open up the hearts and the minds of, 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 of our, our, our family here, Lord. God, uh, even while they sleep on their beds and slumber, Lord, open up their ears, as you said in Job, Lord, and, and in chapter 33, Lord, that you would open up ears and seal instructions in the nighttime when people are asleep. And Lord, just like you did with Joseph, Lord, uh, uh, just like you did with David, beyond uh, his control, Lord, God, when he least expected, Lord, you blessed him with, with a vision, with a hope, Lord, with a word about his tomorrow. Help us, Lord, to not make shipwreck, Lord. Help us not to forget those things, Lord, but to keep them close, Lord, so that when circumstances come to challenge our future, we can stand strong and say, as for me, I, you know, my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're, we're not going to lose hope and lose faith. Lord, other people, Lord, uh, God, uh, that, that's up to them. But Lord, as for me, God, Lord, I'm going to trust you and follow you, Lord. And God, uh, as, as Job declared, Lord, uh, God, as, as, as the prophet Zechariah said, Lord, God, uh, Micah, Lord, all these great men, Lord, who made their declarations, Lord, and Lord, though, the, though, the, though there be no calves in the stall, and though the fig tree, Lord, cast her fruit, Lord, Lord, uh, and, and, and the vine, Lord, uh, Lord, I still will not fear, for my God is able. My God, all things are possible with my God. Lord, we love you. Lord, be our champion. Help us, Lord, to get spiritually strong, Lord, so that we can lift the heavy burdens of our lives and others. In Jesus' name.